Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. What's going on? Where the fuck is Tony? John. I meant. John, where you at? <laughs> Johnny boy. Where you, where you is... Or uses. Is that what they say in the, in the rapping industry? I think, I think so. Would you do a song called Where You Is until he gets here? Yeah. Find a little music for you. All right. Thank God we don't have to hear this asshole talk. Hey, John. John Deerte. It's What's the Show. What's up, dude? I was just talking. Uh, while I was stalling before you called. I was going to have my co-host. He does a character. He does a character, and uh, I was going to have him do a rap song, and when I heard you calling, I was like, thank God I don't have to listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, dude? You're a comedian, uh, professional shit poster, and meme maker extraordinaire. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. Uh, And where are you from? Am I allowed to ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, from a real small town in East Texas called uh, Cleveland, Texas. It's about... 45 minutes uh east of houston okay and when did you get started um, in the in the meme making like when, when did you start that um well what actually started all of it was uh in 2019 um for six years i was a pilot car driver i had my own business uh in the heavy haul industry and i was working for myself so i'd grown my hair out for about five and a half years straight and i was in oregon and it's 2019 i'm in oregon i'm working a job up there for like six months decided that i wanted to cut my hair off and a friend of mine was with me and he was like i'm not gonna listen to you the rest of this job bitch and complain about regretting the decision of cutting your hair off he was like i'm not letting you cut your hair so we made a bet (laughs) and in that bet was I would post to Facebook because I was nobody online. I didn't really have a following at all. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I'll make a post on Facebook. I said, if I get a hundred likes, I cut my hair. He was like, all right, bet. So I post the Facebook post an hour later, I go back and check it. And somebody had, I didn't have a hundred likes, but somebody said, get a mullet. And so I looked at my buddy and I said, what do you think about a mullet? He said, fuck the hundred likes. He said, let's go get you a mullet right now. <laughs> yes. And uh, so we found the cheapest barber shop that we could. Some yes. old ass Asian lady was in there who barely even spoke a lick of English, like uh, just hardly any English at all. Yes. And uh, it was like, it was like, it was like $5 haircut. That's <laughs> glorious. And so I went in there and I showed her a picture of Riff Raff and Joe Dirt. And I said, I want you to make me look like their love child. 
And I don't even think she understood. All she did was look at me and ask me if I was sure. And I told her, I said, look, I'm paying you. Just fucking do it. <laughs> and uh, so she gives me this, like, white trash-ass mullet. And uh, I had a full beard. I told my buddy, I said, the beard's got to go. i got to give myself chops and fucking handlebars. Yes. And um, went and bought a bunch of clothes from Goodwill. And so the next morning... I told him, I was like, I'm going to rock this look for like a week, and then I'm fucking done. I'm cutting my hair. <laughs> yes. And he was like, all right. And uh, the next morning, we get a call, and we were told to head to North Dakota. So we get in our trucks. We start hauling ass. We stop in Idaho, and I'm uh, getting fuel. And I have this, like, vintage Wrangler Pearl Snap shirt on, and I just looked ridiculous standing next to my diesel truck pumping fuel with this mullet and handlebars and uh told my buddy i said take a couple pictures of me if you can and he was like all right so he did and uh, i ended up posting them to facebook that night when we got stopped to a hotel the next morning when i woke up not even 10 hours later those pictures had like fifty thousand shares off of my facebook page wow the comments were just floating just like flooding in and friend requests after friend requests and Come to find out, they went viral off my page first, those two pictures. And But a police department in Pennsylvania who likes to shit post themselves got a hold of my pictures, and they created a post. with. They basically stole my pictures and didn't give me no credit, nothing. They just reposted it and came up with a funny caption, and it blew up for them. Like It was getting hundreds of thousands of shares. And so somebody tagged me in it, and I was like, well, if they don't want to give me my credit, I'm going to shit talk this police department and everybody in the comments that's talking, that's running their mouth. And so I was was all in those comments just talking a gang of shit to everybody that I could. And uh, so it had a bunch of people start following me from that. And then like four or five months goes by, I hadn't posted really anything to the the internet that was funny. Um, I was just working and living a regular life. And uh, one evening, I got really stoned in a hotel parking lot. And I had just came back from getting my mullet shaped up and all trimmed up and everything. I was going to ask, do you got, like, real I, quick, side note, do you go to the same Asian woman? Like, you got to go, you got to... No, no, I didn't, I didn't. So, I was, uh, <laughs> this time I was in Iowa. Okay. I was in Des Moines, Iowa at this point. And... Uh, so I go get my hair trimmed up, and I go back to the hotel. You ever got a haircut, and you just be feeling yourself afterwards? Yeah. Feel like a brand new person. Yep. You know what I mean? So I, I go back to the hotel, and I'm smoking a little bit of reefer, and I was listening to LaGrange by ZZ Top. And I shook my head because I, I had something. I think a fly or something maybe landed on my neck or something. But I shook my head to, to get whatever it was off of me, and... And my stoned ass brain, I was like, wouldn't that have been funny if the music would have only been playing when you shook your hair and it would stop when your hair stopped shaking? And I was like, wait a second. I was like, I'm pretty good at editing videos. Yes. I can make this happen. Yes. And so I made the video of me. Sh- every time I shook my hair, LaGrange by ZZ Top would play and then <laughs> my hair would shock sick and it would, it would shut off. And I posted that to Facebook. Like I stood, I, I sat in the parking lot watching this video after I edited it and made it. Cause I made it in maybe like 10 minutes and I watched it a hundred, couple hundred times laughing at myself. Yes. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. 
it's not you know maybe people that actually know me on my facebook will think it's funny other than that you know it'll be just another dumb video on the internet <laughs> and i posted it and that motherfucker blew up it got like a couple million views in 24 hours nice dude i always find when i make myself laugh i know it's funny like i, I just laugh hysterically at some stupid thought in my head or something like that's going and that's going into the skit i write or something for sure for sure now at, ever since that day that's I, I have the same thought process on it that's awesome. and um because like i mean before i went viral there was tons of shit that i've recorded or have done that probably could have gotten me some type of notoriety uh, um, online or some type of following or anything but i just thought it was stupid and i never posted it yeah and finally i just didn't care and i started posting this dumb shit and people were eating it up and uh like i said that video got a couple million views and um like do you remember uh rude jude from uh what is that damn tv show that was uh hold on i'm gonna look it up real quick jenny jones do you remember the jenny jones show i don't remember that no Okay, so Jenny Jones was like one of those talk shows talk show, that right? was on in like the late 90s, maybe the early 2000s yes. or whatever. But there was this dude on there they had called Rude Jude. And um, he's a Jude Angelini. He has a he has a, a pretty much a podcast called The All Out Show on uh, XM Satellite Radio. And uh, underneath uh, Eminem's uh, radio station, Shade 45. Yes. And... So he shares my shit all the time, which he has like millions of followers on Instagram. So every time he shares my stuff, they just flood to my page. And um, at one point I was like, man, I'm not funny enough to always have videos on hand to post. I was like, but I was like, I'm pretty good at making memes. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just going to start stealing people's memes and blasting my face on them. And making my own memes, and that's what I've been doing for the Dude, last two so years. They're now. incredible. I, I'm, I think my all-time favorite is uh, uh, "Don't say all men are trash," and then post your little son calling him a king. He's a little bag of garbage too. Like that's yeah, that's see, a dead that's on. Every chick I went to high school with. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, you know. Do you I get mean, a lot? Do you get a lot of like hate on those uh, on the comments? Uh, I've had some people, I've now I've had some, not ever comments. Nobody has really, I've had a few people talk shit in the comments. Like I posted a meme about bicyclists because we all know they get on everybody's nerves when they're blocking traffic. Yeah. Um, but I had one dude like, he was like, oh, you're that asshole that drives a big lifted diesel truck that tries to run us over. I'm like, no, but I mean, if you have a line of traffic behind you, Get in the ditch and let us fucking pass for a second. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not that big of a deal. People got places to be sometimes. <laughs> Again, um, yes. I posted one time too uh, a meme about you know if you can't get your baby to stop crying, pick it up and throw it on the ground, and it said uh, something about um, sometimes I think my intelligence gra- uh, generates gravity. And that one was good. Uh, that one got a lot of people pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I feel like too, we're in a time where like not a lot of people could take a joke or yeah. understand sarcasm. But see, that's the best time to to poke at people, man. I, in my opinion, like, <laughs> it's a good point. Um, I always laugh at the wrong moments. Um, 
you know that's I've, I've been that way my entire life like my i've always my father used to tell my mom all the time that oh your son's got a sick and twisted world pers- uh, perspective you know and I just dark dark humor is what really ags me on throughout nice. the day. It's same makes the day. Goodbye. Most of my friends that like that. that know me, they see me laughing at something. They want to know what it is because they know it's some dark fucking shit I'm laughing at usually. Yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> um, and then too, so like Facebook, you know, uh, Facebook fucking hates me because I have like five different pages and they all have. 5,000 friends a piece on them. And then I have a couple actual pages on Facebook that got, you know, I think one of them has 10,000 followers. The other one's got like maybe 5,500. Um, Cause I, I do stream every once in a while. Um, but Facebook is constantly banning me. Like I don't even get warnings anymore. They just hit me with a straight 30 day ban. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I just came off of a consecutive 60-day ban. Now I'm right back on another 30-day ban, and I was only like out of Facebook jail for maybe 48 hours. Uh, <laughs> Facebook is getting dumber lately. Like uh, just in the past few weeks, I've gotten like uh, notifications of things. Yeah, like shows from like five years ago. Uh, we had one called Belly yep. Porn where we had a guy that like got in a bathtub and just rubbed like things on his stomach. Uh, like chopped meat and raw meat flies. and shit like that. Yeah, like rotten milk, and he just rubbed it all on his stomach. And the name of the show was Belly Porn. And I just got a notification last week, like this is not appropriate. Like, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I've had them uh, ban me for shit that I posted years ago, and I'm like, how? How is that even right? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. You gonna you gonna punish me for some shit I did five years ago? Like yeah. statue of limitations or some shit, bro. Come on. Like, is it just uh, on like? It, are they just updating this algorithm and then like the newest or, algorithm yeah. is catching a video from five years ago? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. Some shit, dude. That's something. I don't man. know. Unless like, I know I've had like some really big Karens like scroll through my feed yes. and find some shit from months or from a year or two ago and they'll end up reporting it because it'll be something that like all my shit pisses them off but they'll finally make it to something that really just flips their switch and they're like oh no it was all getting reported let me report it yeah (laughs) the amount of time people wasted doing shit like that yeah we get it on youtube too we we get it all the time on youtube for like certain certain segments or interviews like all the time See, and what really sucks about uh, all these social platforms being fucking communist and shit um, is, like, TikTok. Um, they're the highest paying social platform right now. Like, they pay out bigger than anybody, right? Yeah. And um, right after I went viral on Facebook and, and Instagram, I decided that I was going to try my luck with TikTok and see if I couldn't get on that little cash train real quick. Because I have, I, I don't make no money from any of my shit. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, what's that? I was going to ask that if you did. I didn't know if you were able to quit your day yeah, job. Yeah, no, a lot of people think I do, but I, I, I don't make a single dollar. Okay. And um, freaking uh, on TikTok, though, I posted my mullet video, and overnight it gained me like 35,000 followers on TikTok within the first 24 hours that I had created an account. And so I was like, I was like, I'm on. I was like, I'm on this train. Let's fucking just keep it going on TikTok and build this following so I can start 
cashing these chicks. And uh, I had another video that I posted on Instagram and Facebook that is still on both of those platforms. But I posted it to TikTok, and immediately TikTok hit me with a fucking permanent ban. Oh, wow. See, wow. I get it, too, where I oh, post shit. little uh, clips of Slim doing that character I talked about earlier. He, he does, uh, we read song lyrics every week. And I have some yeah. that I put on Instagram that I never had a problem with. But like I said, him reading the song lyrics on TikTok, a lot of times they take it down because it's inappropriate for their standards. Like, they're definitely worse. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they they really are, and I mean they got like fourteen year old girls shaking their coochie and shit on there, but they don't yeah. take that shit down. It's yeah. crazy. It is. Um, but like the video I posted, it was it was nothing stupid. I mean, well, I mean it was kind of stupid, but it was nothing crazy. It was in the beginning of the video, I'm pulled over by a state trooper, and I'm like, "Well, boys, they caught the deer tag." And the next clip, it's me driving down the street with fucking Dixie chicks playing in the background. And I'm like, well, boys, he let me go. I'm like, but he should have pulled me out and searched me. And the camera goes down to my crotch and I'm pulling an ounce of weed out of my fucking pants. And the next <laughs> clip is me smoking a blunt with fuck the police playing in the background. <laughs> and, That's funny. So it was a fucking, it was a funny video. It was yeah. hilarious. And so I put like that, that video didn't do well on Facebook, on Instagram. It did pretty well um, on YouTube. It did pretty well, but TikTok it caught me a permanent ban. Do you think the permanent ban yeah. was more because they saw your other video blowing up and they were like, we don't want to pay this, this guy. guy. Let's just take over. He's taking over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to pay all Spanish. this money to this guy. <laughs> we'll spam him. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the deal is because like a buddy of mine um, on Instagram, he's he's known by Ron Zoni, but he, his name is Ronnie Hatem. Um, he, is, he lives up in uh, Massachusetts and he is like, you know, he works out. So he's a gym head. He's a, he's a meathead he goes and gets jacked and shit and uh, he posted a video of him deadlifting like 400 something pounds and you know like that uh that shit that them bodybuilders be like sniffing to get their adrenaline pumping or whatever that salt shit or whatever it is. Uh, smelling I'm salts sure that's what is. that's what i thought of smelling salts maybe i i don't know yeah 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 so he had like a whole Ziploc bag of it and he, act, he was acting like it was cocaine and he posted it to TikTok, and they permanently banned him for that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, it's so wild. Um, like, and I've since then, um, so how TikTok works is you have to create an account through your phone number, not an email. And okay. so, when they permanently ban you, if you just go get another phone with another phone number, Burn you can make phone. another account. Nice. So I have two phones, and so I jumped on my other phone, made another account. But now I think TikTok has anything related to my ass shadow banned because I created another account underneath the same name, reposted the same videos. They haven't got that account banned or those videos haven't been taken down, but they're not generating any views. Like they have like maybe a couple hundred views on them. Uh, but then like a month ago, I recreated my ZZ top video and I used uh, the song, the breeze by Leonard Skinner and um, posted it to TikTok, and it generated over 
200,000 views in like 48 hours. Man, you're like an overnight success and you just keep doing it. I love that. I don't know how. I don't know how, man. Like, it's really retarded to be honest because like i'm fucking nobody like i'm just some dude with a mullet and some stupid facial hair and for some reason people love it but i mean hey whatever whatever floats their boat yeah yeah i can uh, so, uh I'll, I'll take the, the views and the likes being in being in texas too i don't know john uh up here like marijuana is recreationally legal is it down there too or is that just different state to state no it's completely illegal down here man. <laughs> like do you think that's completely gonna be one of the last illegal. states that would ever legalize it like how do you feel i feel like texas will be like one of the last states mm. that's um, kind of what i thought we we got too many uh old school republicans still in office down here um, and Bible thumpers too. That's to what honest. it is. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's like, like that certain all... certain parts of the country where it's all just Bibles and guns and, and Republicans. Yeah, like yeah, that's... Sure. <laughs> and and uh, like the way I see it is, there will be a time eventually when everyone on Earth sees pot the exact same way, but the boomers are going to have to die off before that happens because they're still walking around calling it dope. It's that old, you know uh, yeah, that old mentality that, that like yeah, from like yeah. uh, propaganda, like reefer madness, like that right, kind of stuff. Right, right, they, right. they still believe that. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I, so when I was 19 years old, uh, I was homeless uh, for a whole year living out of a truck and uh, I decided because I couldn't get a job anywhere because my ears were stretched out real big and I was covered in tattoos already at 19 years old. And in Texas at that time in 2010, um, that really wasn't accepted in the workforce unless you were like in the tattoo industry. Yeah. And, um, so I couldn't find a job anywhere. And I was like, where's the one place in the world I can go that nobody's going to give a fuck what I look like. Jersey, like, man, California. Oh uh, yeah. I went to California. Okay. Again, and, uh, so I sold my truck for a one-way plane ticket and jumped on a plane to California and um, met a guy out there and we had similar mindset on business and shit and we became buddies and ended up becoming roommates and he had grown up in California his whole life. One day I come home and I was fixing to smoke some pot and he came in the door and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm fixing to get stoned. I was like, I don't know about you. And I was like, but that's what I'm doing. And he was like, you're, you're not smoking that shit in my house. And I was like, the fuck I am. I pay bills here. I'm definitely smoking <laughs> in my house. And, uh, he, uh, he was like, man, pox for losers. And I was like, I'll thump your ass upside your head. I was like, you're going to sit down and smoke this weed with me. And, uh, he refused, but finally I got his ass to sit down and smoke some weed with me. And now, you know, anybody that's Jewish? Uh, yeah, I, I do not Hasidics, but I have friends that are Jewish. Right. Okay. So have you ever made, I'm not sure if they're this way, but every Jewish feller that I've ever met, they're like, when they eat, like something a lot or if they know something can profit them a lot they will study it and learn everything they can about it and they will get really smart on the subject yes like, that's, i don't know what it, like especially when money is involved right and uh 
my, my buddy was, he, he was Jewish and, um, he, within a six month process of me introducing him to smoking pot and what it was really like, I come home one day and he had 70 plants in the backyard that he had <laughs> bought off of somebody and he had a full grow up going in our house <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is going on he's you like, just brought this next level of research yeah. i've been studying he's like we're gonna grow this weed and we're gonna sell it and i was like oh all right <laughs> i was like let's do it man i was like if you got the know-how he was like i do and what's crazy is uh we ain't even homeboys anymore but i'll give him credit where it's due his name's noah fader um he lives in uh, sacramento california but after I exited his life and we were, you know, not in uh, business anymore together, uh, he became one of the most successful growers in Northern California at a young age and was supplying a lot of dispensaries in Northern California with their bud that was his bud that he was growing in a fucking 800 square foot home. Wow, that's awesome. And you created And that. yeah, you made that guy. He owes you, bro. Yeah, he owes yeah, you. Yeah. John, I pretty much, man. Like I was, I was like his dad, you know. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, just, I made I that. him out myself. Like <laughs> at first, when I, you know, like he was totally against pot. He yeah. thought everything that they had taught us in school was real. Yeah, he's like it's a gateway drug, and I was like to the fridge. I was like maybe to bed. <laughs> I was like maybe stopped at a fucking stop sign waiting for it to turn green. That's about it. <laughs> John, we have to wrap it up, dude, but thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a blast. Hey, man, anytime, brother. Next time, if you want me on again, just holler at me. I'll do it. Fuck yeah. Where can everybody find you? Oh, man. Hit me up at Two-Tone12Valve on Instagram and uh, on Facebook underneath John Deerte. Like I said, I got like five pages on Facebook. Just hit them all up. Nice. Have a good one, brother. All right, y'all too, man. Take care. Take care, John. Later. See you, dude. We will be back in a couple minutes. Let's get some music for the break. Uh, what the fuck? Rob and Slim Show. We are back live with Veronica Winter. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. How you doing, Veronica? You are a transgender adult film star from uh, Houston, Texas, correct? Yes, that's correct. H- how old were you when you transitioned? So, I, you know, I think people... The big confusion with that is um, a lot of people, when they think about it, they think about the physical transition. But I believe, personally, it's also about the spiritual part mm-hmm. and the mental part of transition. So I started to, um, I first started to wear female clothing and show signs around the age of three. Um, by the age of seven, I had told certain family members that I was a female. Um, and of course it was kind of just disregarded at the time as, um, being just a kid thing, not really sure. Um, it wasn't until I was the age of 16 when I fully came out and knew the word transgender. Originally, um, I knew I was a female, of course, just, I wasn't educated enough to know these certain terms. Were you, was your family supportive? No, not at all. My biological family, when I originally came out at 16, was um, 
quite against the idea. Uh, it was prior. It wasn't a very good situation anyways. But um, when I came out, I wasn't accepted. And I was became homeless afterwards and disowned by my biological family. After that, I spent about two years on the street, on and off, uh, bouncing around um, different friends and until I eventually found my adopted family. That's amazing. How did you, how did you connect with them? So um, I was originally from the Dallas area of Texas, and I was going to a homeless shelter over there to seek help. Um, and they were well known for accepting anybody. Like it was, um, they helped people out of prison, people from all aspects of life, pretty much. So when I got there, um, when they figured out that I was transgender, they told me they couldn't let me in because it would be an insurance liability. Wow. What? what? So I decided yeah. on, on a giant LGBT group on Facebook to post and um, let everyone know what this specific place did. And someone who read the um, post ended up sending me a private message and let me know if I could make it to them in Houston, that they would give me a place to stay and take me in. That's awesome. The very next day I uh, was able to find my way all the way to Houston. Wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Insurance liability. That just sounds like you just make it any excuse. Right, right. Um, of course, it was a Christian-ran organization, but I assumed being that they said they accepted anybody that, that included LGBT members. Yeah, that that makes me just think, uh, just off the top of my head, I don't know if you've ever seen Sasha Baron Cohen's films, but was oh, oh, or was it the show This Is America? where he went to this religious, uh, where he would fix you. He would fix you if you were gay. And he was he was also, he used to be gay, but uh, Jesus fixed him. And it was just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. But yeah, it was, it was quite similar. Um, I went in <clears throat> thinking, wow, this is my only hope. You know, yeah. I'm tired of being on the streets. And I, I am just trying to, you know, get on my feet because I'm a, a, a young teenager, you know, and um, it, it was just a really, really shitty situation. Yeah, shit. Wow. Well, so were adult films something you wanted to do? Uh, when, when did you start uh, getting into that? You know, um, I'm not going to lie. Even um, even just growing up, I, it, it's something that was a dream of mine when I got older. Not only just... Um, in the adult film industry, but just modeling in general, I always, it was a dream of mine. Now, I never really thought it would come to reality. Um, and it wasn't until I was taken in by the family when I turned 18. It was pretty much right off the bat when I turned 18. I got into the um, adult film and started doing amateur work. Now, when I started, I just started posting stuff like on X videos, Pornhub, and things of that sort small sites and I wasn't making much money at the time. Um, I didn't really get into it to make money though. It was more, to be honest with you, it was more just uh, to pass the time, something that I enjoyed. Mm, But it wasn't until I started to get more popular on the amateur work that I decided to apply to some of the professional companies. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, just from your Twitter, uh, you seem to be doing very well with that. 
Right, right. I've uh, definitely come a long way from just being on, on the sites like that. I've been able to work with bigger companies and more well-known stars over time, and I've really been able to grow my brand. Nice. Who have and been... I still have big plans for the future with that. Awesome. Who... Yeah, I was going to say, like, your own brand. Is that where you produce uh, and release your own, your own uh, stuff all, all on your own? Um, well, what I was going to let y'all know is I actually am working on starting my own modeling agency at the moment. Um, I'm in the midst of starting a company, and it should be up and running by the end of the year. Nice. And uh, do you have people already involved in it? I do. I have um, a business partner, and I also already have models who are, who are signed in and ready. Cool. I also have uh, cam- camera people. I'm, ha- I'm getting everything set up at the moment. Um, this is a big deal for me. My main goal with the company is to have an adult film agency that um, is more supportive to the models where they don't <clears throat> feel like they're being taken advantage, advantage of and it's not um, women being used by these producers. Yeah, it seems like that would be... A- a, th- a thing that happens. So, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask cool that, that that's something that you're going to look out for. Um, yeah, with my experience, I can't go too far in detail, but I I have had some rough experience experiences in the past. But you know, um, I've moved forward. I've learned from them, and I've uh, I know a lot of people in similar shoes who have had pretty rough experiences. So I um, decided it was an, an important thing to find or to make a company that would be safe for all individuals. Nice. And do you have a name for the company? Um, no, we do not at the moment. Cool, cool. What um uh and how how soon did you say that's going to be up and running by next year? It should be up and running by the uh, by the end of this year by December. Cool. Very cool. And uh, so right now, when you uh, release uh, content, is it all on your own or do you still work for other other companies? I do work with companies. I do. Ha- I have an upcoming shoot at the moment coming up in L.A. Uh, for a bondage scene. Nice. Um, I work with co- companies like Groovy and a few others. Um, but I also do content trade work with just stars. And I put those up on like my mini vids channel. Who are some of your favorite people to work with? I would say um, one of my favorite stars to work with so far was um, Sophia Pont. Um, yes, Sophia Pont on Twitter. She's a well-known transgender actress. Um, she's been in the industry for a long time. So she's very professional and she knows what she's doing. Also, um, Soldier Boy. Um He's been in the industry for a while, too, works with Groovy. Um, he, he was also uh, very fun to work with. Cool. And do you have a preference as far as who you like to work with? Do you, do you prefer uh, men, women, or other uh, transgender actors and actresses? So I consider myself pansexual. So um, I... I really don't have a preference per se. Um, I tend to work with more male actresses or more male actors. I'm sorry, but um, I really don't have a preference. Cool, cool. What um? Uh, can you tell us what you have planned for? Uh, what is it when you go to California? Can you tell us what what uh, 
is planned out or do you not know yet? Yes, it's going to be a bondage shoot in okay. with BDSM. So um, it's going to be more of a softcore scene, so not a lot of penetration. Yeah, It's mostly going to be um, helpless girl, um, somewhere on those lines, tied up. Is bondage of a is that savior. is that a new thing for you? Have you uh, delved into that before, or is bondage like totally new? Oh, so in in my film career, I haven't done a lot of bondage in video some some, but um, in my personal life, I'm quite into the BDSM community. I'm quite the masochist, hmm. so I'm very excited for that. Nice, nice. That's win win. You already got like uh, an edge in that. I feel. Right, right. I have plenty of experience in that. <laughs> and we know what you do for work, Veronica, but what do you do to kick back and just have fun? Um, honest, you know, when I'm, I'm a very, very busy when it's rare that I get a break. Um, when I do, I like to, to spend it with my partner, my fiance. Nice. Um, I just like to enjoy time with her, but usually we're quite busy and just trying to be successful. Does she also uh, work in, in the business aspect with you too? No, no. Um, she she does do modeling, but not in the adult film. Uh, just fashion modeling. Nice. And what is, what is your favorite sexual act, Veronica? My favorite sexual act? Um, well, I'm quite submissive, so I really do enjoy being tied up. Um, and like I said, I'm a masochist, so I enjoy anything on the pain spectrum. Uh, I've come, I've, I've really learned to grow to, um, candle wax play. Okay, like yes. Like having candles melted on me. I remember I used to listen to a show called Opie and Anthony, and they had a female on once that could come just from, from the wax okay. dripping. Uh, yeah, so it's it's quite a favorite for me. Um, I really enjoy that. As as far as the pain too, like, is there anything that is just like off limits? Like, what's involved in you that? know? There's there. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's not much that's off limits for me when it comes to the pain. Nice. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I've always wondered with the candle uh, waxing, is it completely safe? Um. Well, you know you. You usually, when you're doing that, they usually have, like, sex candles. You just order them online or go uh, into a okay. sex store for them. Yeah, that's why I was wondering, too. Like, could the wax actually burn your skin? Yeah. Um, it can, but for me, that's a good thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you don't, you don't want to buy a cheap... I don't mind uh, a little car. You don't, yeah. don't want to buy a cheap dollar store candle, right? <laughs> no. Right, right. No, the candles you got, they're, they're short, but or, they're usually locked. Um, a pretty long time. I've, I, I did a short video once where it was only by about five minutes, but one of the little candles only burned halfway through, and it comes in a set of 20 candles. Oh. Yeah, you, you don't want like a citronella. That's that's not good. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to ask too, Veronica, can you come uh, from penetration? Yes. So, um, a lot... A lot of people ask, you know, I, not all people understand this, but when you're on hormones, um, 
over time, and a lot of people, especially in my case, since I started transitioning so young, yeah, um, I I can't, um, I don't really produce. Um, I don't, I don't know how to put it. I don't produce like full cum. I do cum from penetration. Okay, um, but it's just really not much. Yeah, we had spoke to Raven so Rocks years ago, and and she said the same that after so many years of of. Uh, the hormones and all that can't can't right. happen. So for me, when I come, when you see it, you probably wouldn't even realize. You would think it's just pre cum, but it's actually the the full thing. Um, I also do uh, self lubricate actually. Um, so you'll so I guess you can say I come from both holes. Wow. Do you have any questions? <laughs> Slim is speechless. We're both speechless. I'm like, I got <laughs> <laughs> oh. So how long, Veronica, have you done the, the social media and all? How does that play into what you do? Is it uh, super important or is, is you know, what's in is, the forefront? Um, I've been, I feel like I've been on Twitter for about a year now or so. Um, it's very important in a, in a sense of advertising. Um, yeah. Twitter is a great advertisement advertisement network, and it's great to really get your business out there and make some money. I agree. Um, I agree. I just for the show, more than I do now. Yeah, just for the show we do, just uh, connecting with people, the, the guests we book, and all, just like you, for instance. But yeah, I feel like it's a really great way to connect with people. Right, right. It's it's um, it's been vital. In my career, honestly, I wouldn't have met half the models that I work with if it wasn't for Twitter. That's awesome. What about other platforms do you feel like? Because I, I haven't... Uh, Facebook, we've always done, but it hasn't been as strong. Um, Instagram, I feel, is just... It's not. I feel like Twitter is definitely the best. Twitter's the main one I use, honestly. Outside of that, I try to advertise in my personal life, people I meet. Nice. Um, so I, I just... And I meet someone at a bar. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly pretty open about what I do for work. I don't hide it. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of what I do. That's so when I meet people, I let them know. Um, now, of course, my the only skepticism I have about that is for safety concerns. Mm. But I still do my best to be open and honest about it. Yeah. And uh, does having a fiancé ever interfere with uh, uh, work or who you work with? Or no, that's totally, totally cool. No, um, me and my partner are polyamorous, so we're we're open, and um, I'm very honest about everything I do. So anyone who doesn't like it, well, I guess they can find another model to work with. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, no, I think I've ran through pretty much all the questions too. I had Veronica. Uh, have you, had you listened to our show previously or anything like that? Um, no, I was able to check it out a little bit, but to be honest, I had never been able to, I had never um, looked into it too much before. Cool, because we've had some people um, come on, like, nervous before, and, like, just say once they started talking to us how it was, like, different than what they expected, because we are kind of jerks. We're mm. kind of jerks, especially in the first, like, hour and a half of the show. <laughs> We're just, like, wild and dark humor yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But then when we go into the interviews, yeah, no, it, it almost shifts shifts a gear. <laughs> 
Oh, I think y'all have been very welcoming this whole time. I haven't had any sense of y'all being jerked yet. Cool. Thanks a lot. And it's been a little emotional, too, for us, because the last week was the start of our newest season, and we both announced that we're this will be the last this will be the last mm. season we're pretty exhausted right i heard about that um i'm very excited for y'all it's sad that it's coming to an end but i'm really happy that y'all have been able to been on air this whole time and that, been so successful yeah that too and like we said the people we've connected with and the stuff we've gotten to do so it, it's been been pretty awesome yeah it doesn't we we've done it for eight years so it doesn't feel like a defeat in any way it doesn't feel like uh we're yeah. ending it too soon it just feels right yeah Right, right. And I'm very, um, I'm very happy already to bring me in on here for your last season. That, yeah, we appreciate you coming on too. It's still great. It's still great to connect with new people. Um, like I've got like a laundry list of people I have to book that have been on over the, you know, we have a lot of repeat guests and all too. Mm-hmm. So like right now, I think we're like fully booked like into November. So. Oh, wow. It's going to be. <laughs> and uh, it's going to break my heart almost. The last guest we have tonight, he comes on like every month. Every month, once or twice. So, like, telling him, I feel it's going to yeah. be gonna be rough. But we'll, are we'll are you familiar with weatherman Frankie McDonald? Uh, no. Um, what, is he from a certain news channel? He just has always done his own thing. He yeah. uh, does it um, independently on YouTube, and he does, like, also other videos of, like, silly dancing and stuff. He's so much fun. And we've had him on from, like, first or second season, like, he he has uh, years and years ago he had gone viral doing some of his videos. Yeah, and, uh, and we've just like, had him on. Yeah, ever since and we always always have yeah, a blast. I'll definitely have to check him out. Yeah, he's a yeah, lot of he's fun. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, thank you so much though for talking to us. It's been a blast. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been wonderful talking to y'all. Uh, likewise, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on my Twitter page at Veronica Winter Zero. And if you'd like to check out um, my upcoming business and my business partners page, it's at Gil V. Uh, he's also works in the industry, Giovanni Valentino. Cool, cool. I'll write that down so I can put it in the notes. And uh, when the interview and, and the show goes up, I will send you all the links to that. Okay, thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful night. You, you too. Do. Thank you so much, Veronica. Right. Cool. We will be back in a few minutes with Dustin uh, from the Crazy Ant Media. He's got his own movie coming out. Him and, uh, uh, oh, Logan. They got a new movie coming out called Deadlines. Cool. So we will be back. Let's get some music. Hey, guys. Hey, Dustin. Dustin uh, from Crazy Ant Media. How have you been, my friend? Man, rocking and rolling, bro. Living the dream. How about y'all? Same, same. same. Living, living it, <laughs> living it to the uh, max, my friend. Where's Logan? Why didn't he want to talk to us, dude? <laughs> <laughs> why do we want to talk to you? Oh, I don't know. Because you guys are badass. That's yeah. all. I, wanna... I was asking why Logan didn't want to talk. He was like, oh man. Oh no, no, no man. <laughs> Logan is a busy guy, bro. You know how it is with us. Yeah, I know. All going on in all kinds of different directions. So we tried to coordinate where we could do this together, but uh, couldn't make it happen. Yeah, well, you know. So half of Team Fantastic. All right. right. I, I have to just before we get into anything, I got to point out what's behind you here. I see a I see a baby Groot. I see a yes. Wolverine, and I yes. can't make out. Oh, it's Batman. Yeah, Batman is out there. That's Dark Knight. Then you look up in the other corner. It's baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah. 
And uh, behind me, we've got Marilyn Monroe, Betty Boop, Mickey Mouse, and Hitchcock. Cool. Uh, and if you look really close, I don't know if you guys can see it, but Franklin Richards is up there from Fantastic Oh, I Four. see him, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I see the cat, too, the cat's tail. Is I just... see a cat's tail. No, that, that's Peanut. Come here, <laughs> What a cutie. Oh, oh, it's a dog. Oh, it's a dog. I thought it was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Peanut. Oh, we, he called you a cat. But I was a bad. And then, and then, what's on the top of your? Is that like an old like projector or something? What is that all on top yeah, there? Those are, those are two eight millimeter cameras. Cool. Cameras. And yeah. the action. And, yeah, I, I don't know if you can see way up at the top. But yeah. There's an eight millimeter uh, projector up there too. So. Oh, and like Rob said, the act you got that action sign. That's uh, yeah, man. We got the slate, of course. <laughs> that's that's cool. awesome, man. <laughs> No film real because I'm the old guy, old school man. You know, I, I gotta have a bunch of old stuff in it, man. We just got a bunch of garbage in the back. Yeah, I got tons of garbage back there. Board games and paint and I don't know paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know you, you you guys aren't seeing what's off on the other side. It's all good. We understand. <laughs> but Dustin, you guys have your own movie coming out, like yours and Logan's yes. baby, correct? Yes, man. Like when we first talked to you guys, it was in development. Right. We were just getting started with it or whatever. And uh, we shot it a couple of months ago in Charlotte. And uh, we are super pumped, y'all. We're about to finish up on post-production. It's going to debut next month. Cool. Um, so we look, look, this film was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we got so lucky with the casting and the crew that we got to, to bring together on this film. It just absolutely blew us away, man. That's um, uh, first, I want to give all the credit to, to, to the guy that's not here right now, Logan, because he's the guy who pulled together the crew, right? Okay. I, I, he he kind of went out, found these people, pulled them all together. We interviewed them. But the whole process of finding the people that we were going to interview and kind of work together with, uh, he did. He went out and kind of did that. Um, so and this team that he pulled together when we got there and you guys know when we when. The whole purpose of us is for whether it's the podcast, whether it's the film stuff or whatever we're kind of doing with the company and everything, our main goal, one of our main goals is to give that opportunity to people that might not have thought that they could do this for a living or, or kind of get, you know, make their dreams happen. And yeah. we want to give that opportunity like people had given us. That's right. Awesome. So this crew is like a fantastic mix of really experienced people. And then some people, it was their very first time on a film set. I love that. So, yeah, dude, and it was amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, the way, but the way it all came together when we showed up at the location, and we're getting out, and the crew starts coming. Now, keep in mind, none of these people had ever met before. None of them had ever worked together before, or whatever, right? So they get out of their cars or vehicles and everything. They're coming over, and before any introductions happen, before, oh, hey, I'm such and such. I'm such and such grab the gear, get up, we got to set up, we start shooting in an hour and a half, right? That's how we knew, oh shit, this group is here to work, this group is going to be special. And and that's like, I just, from that's, the get-go, we knew, okay, yeah, this is going to work. That sounds pretty rare, to have a crew that just knew to do that. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then and our talent wanted to pick some stuff up. We're like, no, 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 no. Talent doesn't pick shit up. You're not. Oh, I'd be the guy like, no, you set it up for me. You get me the, you get me my cappuccino and air condition my trailer. It was insane, y'all. Like, just to give you a kind of a context of what the film is about, it's it's it it's about 
these two college students who are in this huge argument after after an event happens on their campus okay and they're having this back and forth and and the one the one student's in the dorm room and she's having this argument basically or heated discussion if you will with the other one who's and it's happening on a on a, a zoom or a video conference right. facetime whatever you want to call it right mm. one's on the computer screen one is in the room so this whole thing is kind of going back and forth and the the whole idea is that there's a twist ending. We've got a really surprise twist ending with it that's going to make you question whether or not that conversation ever actually even happened. Okay. Was it real? Was it not real? Um, it, it's a really cool surprise ending. Also, like, uh, just by hearing that, like, th- does it make you doubt who you were originally agreed with, maybe? Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to make you doubt a whole bunch of things. Cool. Like, I think going into it, you're going to think you've got a really strong grasp of what's going on. And by the time it's over, you're going to be like, wait, wait a minute, we got to watch that again. Because nice. totally that. that's right? the best when you've got to go back to rewatch. I love that. Oh, yeah, man. Because and the whole purpose of this film, it, it deals with a whole bunch of controversial stuff. Right. When we when we first got the script and it's a great uh, script by, written by a guy named James Brandon, um, but when we first got it, and he was so generous, he's like, guys, do whatever you want. And wow. just if you want to change some things, if you want to rewrite some things, just go <clears> for it. <throat> which is very rare. Yeah. Oh. Oh, what maybe happened? you can't change anything. Yes. Um, so we were able to do it. So we, we posted the, uh, uh, the casting call up on IMDb. And we got just an overwhelming huge response of people that, that submitted to, to cast to be to audition for it. Okay. And we found these amazing people. And they were all doing really well. And oh, Dustin. It froze for a oh, sec. No, Dustin. Dustin. I wonder if I'm just like broadcasting out to too many. I'm gonna cut the Vaughn because Vaughn yeah. can't really use that. So Dustin, well, that's what we did. Dustin, sorry, sorry, so sorry. We cut out for a sec. Everything froze. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, well, all right. So where where did I leave off? I. <laughs> uh, you said he gave you the permission to do whatever you, you guys yeah. wanted with the script. That's right. So so we were going into it, and it's it was. A guy and a girl initially, right? Okay. And, and and very very much kind of okay. We've seen this sort of a thing before. So, but we were auditioning. We had a lot of fantastic actors, uh, you know, audition for the male role. A lot of great people for the female role, and we were rocking and rolling, and we were really happy. And then halfway through, Logan and I said, "Wouldn't it be really badass if we changed this one guy to a girl?" Yes. And, and so we were like, "Okay, let's do that." Um, because we wanted to kind of shift the the storyline to make it a bit more relevant with what was going on today. Right. And uh, we started hammering down with some really controversial stuff. So it's gonna it, it's dealing with the LGBTQT community and the same sex relationship. It's dealing with gun violence. It's dealing with hate and racism. It's dealing with mental health. All of that kind of plays a huge role in this story that you're watching. Cool. Um, and it really kind of is meant to start a conversation. So when, not only are you talking about the end of the film going, wait, what the fuck? But you're also <laughs> talking about why you think that what the fuck moment happened because of all the stuff that's in the story. 
Yes. So. When dealing with, when, when uh, putting on a, a film that has controversial stuff, is it... Yeah. Yeah, uh, you have to like rewrite a bunch, or has there ever been anything you did that you thought was fine, where somebody else is like, "No, it's got to be changed here and there." Like, is that? Well, well, we did, we did do several rewrites to it. Um, we did run it by several people to mm. find out if, if, is this gonna be okay? Is this not gonna be okay? Yes. And you think you get to a point, but as filmmakers, we, I don't really give a shit. My goal is to tell our story. Right. Mm, yes. And if you like our story, great. And if you hate our story, great. You, yeah. you know, the point is, that, we want people to talk about it. That's right? what it's all about, I feel. And still staying true to what product you want to put out. And I also yeah, wanted to absolutely. ask, too, Dustin, um, as far as selling a script goes, like yep. the when you sell a script, and is that it? Is that transaction the end of it? Or do you still get royalties when the movie gets made? Or does that just differ from uh every different situation yeah it, it, it's all a different situation like we were able to actually option this script for free so um which is very very rare um and and then had complete creative control like i said to change it kind of how we wanted and all this all this writer wanted it was credit. credit he wanted to be credited as the writer that right yeah so that very rarely ever happens um so we were lucky in that sense so and then this particular film, for us, it's not about kind of recouping the budget or kind of redoing anything like that. For us, we're, we plan on putting this one on the, on the circuit, the film festival circuits, getting it out there, putting it out there. Um, it, it will be available. I mean, we'll make a little bit of money. It's going to be on Amazon, so it, it'll be available for rent. So we'll recoup budget money. Yes. Um, but for us, it was it was more of um, it's our directorial debut. It's mine and Logan's directorial debut. So for us, it's more of a calling card out just Here's making a name just for exactly. you for the writer i love that that's what i was gonna say like i kind of like you saying that was a rare thing for her to do but i feel like that's also a great thing to do because if this thing becomes a cult classic then everyone's name is there uh look i, I i'm gonna tell you right now the response that we've gotten before this thing has even been seen is absolutely huge um we we have no doubts in our mind it's gonna it's gonna win some awards and these two girls that we found uh, award-winning performances without doubt. Oh, I would bet yeah. I would bet money on it, hard money on it, that these girls are going to win awards when, when this thing hits the festival circuit. I'm going to want to see this. I'm going to want to see this as soon oh, as it comes dude, out. Look, look they, they were just, they blew us away in the auditions. But on set, they just brought that shit to a whole nother level. I mean, there's this great picture. If you guys follow us on social media, we posted it, but... There's this great picture where it's myself and Logan and one of the stars and our DP. And we're all just like looking, we're watching back the footage and we're all just like speechless. We're like, because it was so good. I we, saw that. No, like, like, you know, it's fucking good when you can't say anything. Yes, like, that's what I mean. When it's your project and you made it and you're still just like blown away by yeah, it. That's yeah, you're just cool. like blown away about what you just saw. Um, <laughs> and, and It's absolutely, these girls just and you know you were talking about when it is dealing with controversial stuff right yeah so the whole casting process and the whole crew hiring the crew when we were going you you know you get these girls auditions they, they don't get the full script right they get what's called sides yeah so they only have a, a particular kind of idea of 
right? And sometimes sides are bullshit. Sometimes it's just something else that's not even in the main script. Right. Yes. In this case, it was in the main script, but they still didn't have the full context. So mm. once we kind of decide on, okay, we like these people, we want to kind of do, then we have to have that discussion. Okay, listen, this is what it's actually about. This is what actually kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? And we did lose several people that were like, I, I, I don't think I'm comfortable kind of dealing with this kind of stuff. I'm not ready there in my career to try to do that. So I'm going to have to pass. And the same type thing happened with the crew. Oh, we, we were called all kinds of stuff from just people, right? We were, <laughs> you, you know, we were hardcore liberal, progressive jackasses because we were talking this or that. I get people- that sometimes. I get called a, a snowflake liberal. Uh, what did I, I can't even think of the name I got called once. It was just oh, ridiculous. It was just unbelievable, you know. From soy this- boy. I got called a soy boy. Have you been called that, Dustin? <laughs> soy boy. That's fantastic. So we had, to re- we had to route everything out, right? We had to figure out who we wanted, who we didn't, and then within that group, who was going to be okay with what we were doing? Yeah. Who was going to be okay? Because we had to come up front and say, this is going to take some heat. This is going to cause some conversation. It might not all be good conversation, so are you okay with that? Are you prepared with that? Yes. And everybody that we brought on was. It was It was um, just unbelievable, man. Uh, in the, the school, it's in a dorm room. All takes place in a dorm room. So we got lucky enough with the the school was shut down that's... So we had access on the entire campus in an entire building. You know, it takes place in a in a in a dorm room, but we had access to the entire building. That's what I was going to so, ask. Did you did it take place the filming during the pandemic or during a break? It, it did take place during the pandemic. Um, the the university was closed down. They were supposed to have some summer stuff going on, um, but that was that was no good. That was that was canceled. Yes. So we had access to this. That's um, a great time. We did follow all the protocols. The mask mandate was lifted just before we started the shoot. Okay. But we had to follow along with, um, even though it was non-union, we still had to follow along with a lot of the guild rules. So I've we did that. have to do temperatures. We did have to, do, you know, do all the process of who's vaccinated, who isn't. We yes. did separate zones. We had to do boxed <clears throat> food. It was like a whole kind of thing to make sure everybody was okay. Because uh, that's why I was thinking, like, um, the, the couple of shows that did have things go on, like The Walking Dead, I know they're not, um, I know they're not SAG, they're not, they're not um, union, but they right. still followed that. You could tell by yeah. the episodes. Yeah, and it's just because you want everybody to be safe, right? Yeah. You're going to be in this, right? And for us, we shot over, over a two-day period, so we're shooting 12, 14 hours, right? in this small confined dorm room and it's it there's no air conditioning because you can't have the air conditioner run it fucks with the audio yes that's what we do yes we just will sweat we'll sweat and be disgusting for our show and it's in the middle of summer so these (laughs) girls are in with lights and all this kind of stuff so it's just beat down hot you want to make sure everything is good for these people in this miserable situation yes um but look okay i want i want to give the shout outs to these people though because they're all fucking fantastic Do obviously it. logan uh you know who who very first time not only is this his directorial debut it was he was one of the people that very first time on a set ever oh, wow. ever wow. so to be the director right <laughs> to, to co-direct this film and it's your first time ever on a set that's pretty impressive right yes um and then our our, our stars okay it, it's 
Kara Burns and and Jessica Mia Polito, and they are freaking just unbelievable. They both have had experience. They're not like fresh to the game acting, but they're not yet kind of like really known, right? And we were kind of going for that. We wanted some unknown talent to kind of put in these roles because we knew what kind of roles these these were going to be. Um, and their whole audition process was fantastic. They blew us away. And then we needed some behind the scenes stuff because in the film. There's some pictures that take place on a screensaver. Not not going into too much. I told you it takes place one of them on a computer screen. Yeah. So there's a screensaver type thing that plays a big thing into this. So we had to have these girls <clears throat> meet. So so we, we got them to meet for the very first time. And then we got these behind-the-scenes pictures of these two girls that are supposed to have been a couple for four years and madly in love. And, like, they've never met. So, so we've got these two, you know, like, hi, I'm Jessica. Hi, I'm Kara. And then go. And so we're following them around this, this small college town, right? A, a different campus than what we shot on. But we're on this college campus. These two are going. And they're taking these just, like, unbelievable pictures. Everybody thinks they're a couple. They're commenting to them, saying hi. Like, oh, so beautiful. And, like, the, the chemistry that they had from day one was just phenomenal. That's right? awesome. Yeah. Yes. And they were able to just bring it. And then, cool. like I said, with the crew, we found this director of photography that just, first of all, he looked straight up like he could be a member of ZZ Top. Okay, he's got a long <laughs> white beard, man, and he's rocking, and he's like the coolest chill dude ever, right? <laughs> so we get him, and he's talking about the script, and he's like, oh, this is the kind of stuff I like to do. This is the kind of thing. And... We got uh, our first day, and, and by the way, his name is Brian Wright, and he's fucking phenomenal. If anybody ever listening to this needs a cinematographer or a DP, that's your guy, Brian Wright. It's fucking crazy awesome. Was not scared to do anything we wanted him to do to get the shot, and we've got some crazy shots, cool. um, but he, he nailed them all. Yeah. Our first AC, our first assistant camera, Robert Gutty. This guy, first time ever on a set. But he's always been interested in camera. He always kind of wanted to see the deal, see how it works. So the first conversation is with Brian. We go, hey, we got this guy. He interviewed really well. He's really enthusiastic. He's never been on a film set, but he's got a little bit of camera experience with uh, photograph cameras, not film cameras, right? Yeah. And he said, but he wants he wants to come on and learn. And Brian was like, fuck yeah, I'll teach him. I'll I'll teach him whatever he wants to know. And like, <laughs> I don't know, three hours in on day one, Robert's behind the B cam filming. Like, like you've never been on a set before. This guy's behind the B cam filming. And I'm just like, okay, this is awesome. By the way, he just wrapped on a 48-hour film project, and he was the DP. So he went from two months ago, never have been behind a camera on a film set, to be in the cinematographer on a film like within less than two months, which cool. is freaking phenomenal, man. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And then our, our special effects makeup person, okay, Sarah Everhart, she's 17, y'all, 17. Hollywood's already knocking at her door. She's already won contests, and they wanted her to come out. Mom was like, nope, you're finishing high school first. You're not, you're not going out there. <laughs> I agree. And we, and we feel so bad because you're not going to see any behind-the-scenes pics of her work. Because okay. of the twist ending, you can't. We can't show anything. But this girl's work is 
unbelievable. And she's 17. Yeah. And we were just like, wow. So mom had to be on set. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're like, listen, mom. Oh, and by the way, whose name is Amy Everhart? Sarah Everhart, the, the makeup artist, but Amy Everhart. We're like, listen, mom, here's what the film's about. Here's all the shit that's going to go down. Um, is she okay? She's yes. 17. Is she? Is this going to be okay? Mom was like, hell yeah, this will be a great experience. This is going to be something that's that she cool. can do. And so we said, cool. we're fine with that. That's awesome. We love her work, but you're going to have to come too because we're going to need the parent on set with her. I love um, that. And then, God bless her, Amy becomes like the set mom. She's handling all the shit that anything that went wrong, Amy's on it. She's like, you guys do it. I got this. I'm going to handle it. <laughs> right? She picks up the camera. She becomes a stove photographer. So all the behind the scenes shit that you're seeing, she was grabbing all the shots. Dude, right? that's awesome. Yeah, she what was a cool crew. Phenomenal. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I want to make sure I call all these names out. Then we can go on to whatever you guys want. But um, so uh, Sarah, Ever, okay. Delaney Clifford was our unit production manager uh, and, and outstanding. This guy's done all kinds of Hollywood stuff, been on huge productions, worked on all kinds of stuff. Still says, yeah, I'll come do your guys' stuff, no problem. Uh, by the way, I want to put this out there. All of these guys, not the talent, but the entire crew worked for free. All of them worked for free. Whether That's they what were I was wondering. huge experience and whether they were on all kinds of you know huge sets, whether they were just starting out, all worked for free because they believed in the project and they yeah. believed in what we were trying to do. That right? speaks volumes. Um, yeah, huge. And I'm going to tell you a little story about that at, when we get on there. But um, Jason Cachavada, who I've known my whole life, literally. We've been friends since I was like 15 and he was like 8. Um, he, was, uh, he was our first AD, first assistant director. He's been involved with the company stuff and in the industry for as long as I have. Um, he was our first AD. Uh, Guthrie Worthington, holy shit, this guy, storyboard artist, okay? We, we're doing literally what we're doing right now is Zoom. And we're going page by page by the script. And Logan and I are saying, okay, this is how this we want this scene to look. And we want, and he's literally drawing it as we're saying it. And we're watching it. And we're seeing the film come to life almost animated as he's drawing it. <laughs> An unbelievable guy. This nice. guy was just like... And the shots that we were able to pull off because of the storyboards that this guy delivered just, made it so easy for the camera guys to go, oh, well, I know exactly how that's supposed to look. Cool. Right? I mean, it was so freaking phenomenal to see him. And then our sound guys, uh, Chris Crowell and Ken Merritt, they were a team. They've worked on a bunch of different stuff together. They called each other up and said, I think, I think it was Chris that we got first. He's like, hey, I got another guy, Ken. He's my buddy. We work on these things. Interview him. Let's get it and do a team absolutely freaking phenomenal from start to finish riley ryan was our production assistant who turned into the clapper she she handled all of the slates in the clapper um because when you're on an indie film set you wear a lot of hats and if something happened you gotta be oh shit we need you over here to do this you know and she jumped right in she's another one that's worked on all kinds of huge ford versus ferrari and like all kinds of huge shit comes on board to do ours right so we're freaking out with that um and then uh yeah, and then our composer is Antonio Lepore. He's He's been the composer on a ton of award-winning films. He was a composer on um, the huge scripted podcast, America 2.0, that had Lawrence Fishburne and Patrick J. Adams and Shinola Hampton and, like, all those people. He composed that. 
uh, just a brilliant fucking composer. And he's got our score done. We just heard the final score, and it was freaking epic. It was unbelievable. Um, so that's all of our our cast and crew, right? And then we had we we funded it through a Kickstarter. So and we had it fully funded in less than twenty four hours. So wow. the people, the response was just huge. Yeah. Not only that, that sounds almost unheard of as far as uh, crowdfunding goes. Yeah. And, and not only that, but a few of our guests, a few, a few of our famous friends, if you would, they donated. They, they were like, hey, we believe in you guys. We believe in your project. We're going to throw down. We're going to put some money into this. Cool. And so that was unbelievable to us. We were just like, you got to be kidding. You guys don't have to do that. But they did it anyway, right? Yeah. And um, and it was just, I mean, it wouldn't have happened without those people. We ended up having, I think, like 30 investors. They all just, anything from 25 bucks. <clears throat> some of them were dropping hundreds of bucks, you know, and, and um, it was it was huge. Um, so definitely all of them we want to thank, and we do. We, we thank all of them in the credits, and they're all getting shout outs, and they're all doing um stuff like that um but dude guys it was just unbelievable it was a truly unbelievable and they even though it was the first film for a lot of people i've always kind of treated it the same way i treat our company it's like we're not disney yet but you have to you have to act like it right Right. yes be there fake it till you make it you are so this this film might have been a short film. It might have been shot in two days, and it might have had some some inexperienced crew and some experience. But we shot this shit like it was a two hundred million dollar production, yeah. you know. And we followed all the rules. We had all the contracts. We got set insurance. We got we followed it as if wow. we were doing a two hundred million dollar film. Cool. I love that you're still this excited about it, even after doing it like that. Oh, another I'm thing that I'm excited is great. about it because now we're in post and we're seeing it all come out. We're just like <laughs> freaking huge. But the response from the cast and crew, that's where we felt most. They were like, you, we would have never been able to tell that you guys are first-time directors. This is the most professionally run set we've ever seen. We And some of them were like, are you shitting? We have insurance? It's covered by insurance? <laughs> like, so apparently they had been working on some shit that wasn't covered before, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we were getting that on the business side. And then yeah. blow the heads up even more. They're like, this is genius. The creative visionaries that you guys are, the impact that you're going to. And so we were like, oh, yeah, OK. So first time and we're getting visionaries, most productive <laughs> set they've ever worked on. This is like, dude, that's and, great. Thank God we don't have egos because we wouldn't have been able to fit outside of the dorm room. By the time it was done, right? Dustin, we have to wrap it up, dude. I hate it. I could go on no, with you. Yeah, It's all good, man. But we have I'm to ask. Dustin, before we wrap it up, though, like, you know, Rob and I are ending the show. So if you need some guys on, on yeah, set, you, need, uh, you know, future actors or things uh, down, yeah, I can, I'll, I can. Oh, my God. I'll guys. bring you some coffee. Yeah, we would love to have you guys on set, man. Dude. I mean, it would be badass. It'd be a blast. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to come on and talk about it and everything. I'm thrilled that you guys are the first show that we've started to promote it on. Because, you know, Dude. we're going to do the route. We're going to get out there. We're going to promote the shit out of it and everything. But for you guys to be the first that we get to do it, it's I'm thrilled, man. I thank awesome. you for it. I, I, I'm, I'm just as thrilled, man. Where can everybody find you guys? Okay, obviously we're everywhere. We do podcasts, we do the film company everywhere. So you got to follow us at Crazy Ant Media. Uh, that's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Jesus help us. We just joined TikTok. That's on TikTok. 
Uh, we're on Pinterest. We're on Facebook everywhere. Crazy Ant Media. And then the podcast inside the Crazy Ant Farm, that's It Calf Podcast. And that's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on TikTok. So basically anywhere. And, of course, YouTube. We're on YouTube yes. everywhere. Um, so, yeah, man, we didn't even scratch the surface of the podcast, bro. We got so many epic guests coming up and just like about oh. to hit our 150th guest. Congrats. Um, yeah. That's big. So, uh, it's crazy. And it was all set to get our name out there. Yeah. The, the way that everything has worked out, the way we've been able to just jump into the film stuff because of the connections and the networking and the friends we've made in the podcast, it couldn't have worked out better if we tried, man. That's amazing, Dustin. Thank you so much, dude. Have a great night, my friend. Yes, you guys too, man. Take care, buddy. We will end. Good night, Peanut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just looked up. He's like, what's up? You got cheese? <laughs> Later, Dustin. Later, Rock, dude. Take care, guys. You too, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> such a great guy. We'll be back with the legend, uh, Frankie McDonald. Frankie McDonald. We back. Frankie. What's up? Hey, Frankie. How on, are Frankie? you, my friend? I'm doing great so far. How was your summer? My summer is great. What did you do? I went down the boardwalk and things like that. Cool. Why was it so hot? I don't know about up there, but we had a brutal Climate summer. Change. Climate change. And we had so many storms. We had tornadoes, and we had, like, two hurricanes back-to-back. -back. Yeah. I'm done with it, bro. I'm done with it, Frankie. Is the winter going to be any better? Uh, that means the climate change is the worst thing. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot, lot to deal with. It's, it's, it's been really extreme. Like It's been some of the worst. It seems like every year gets a little worse. What can we do to fix that? Reduce further fossil fuels. Are we going to have a, a a cold winter? Is, is that what it, it does, correct? All it makes... across Northern Hemisphere, including Europe and Japan, because La Nina. La Nina. La ni what's La Nina? Tokyo's going to get snow. That's like El Nino, does but it's Does Tokyo never get snow? Tokyo Snowfest 2022. Is that like a better Fast than the Furious? <laughs> Tokyo's getting snowstorms too this winter. Tokyo's Even Sapporo, Hagadeo, Japan. Japan. Does that never happen? Or does that only happen in like... I feel like you Japan? should go there during your world tour. Yeah. You should kick off your world tour in Nahaganero. Yes, and you should dress like a samurai. Or a samurai snowman. Samurai snowman is pretty cool. That means in digital hero about that I'm doing great these days. Face guy shows come back on Wednesday, October sixth. Cool. It's yeah. been it's gonna break Hurricane Larry's headed towards southeastern of Flame. Larry, I don't like that guy. Friday night and Saturday. I, I know base guy took a little break too. I was just talking to him. I was talking to him. And Frankie, we gotta tell you, we gotta come clean right now. This mm. is our last season. We're we're going on June, but this'll be our last season of our show. This is the final season of Robin Slim Show. Yeah, final season, we're Frankie. We're gonna miss you. We're, we are gonna dude. miss you a lot. We're uh, love you. We're just very exhausted, my friend. We've been doing it for eight years now, and yeah. uh, we've decided it's it's time to to call it quits. Yeah. That means, that means that this year that the other guys named Reckless Airways Radio will continue. Love Reckless Airways. Love Sam. And I yes. think I think our next show in a couple weeks, we have uh, your buddy Roger, the wild child. Is he a wild child or what? Yes, that, that means you'll be getting Aaron Berg and Gino on your show from the Hot Water Podcast. Yes, I'd love to have them on too. Yes, Gino Biscante. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Gino and Aaron. 
Damn right. I will. I will reach out to them. You got to send me their, their info. Frankie, I want to ask too. I know you're a college graduate. Have you ever been in a spelling bee? I graduated from Sydney Academy in June 2004. Well, Slim never graduated high school. So mm. I'm in college. So I wanted you to have a spelling bee against Slim. If, if, that, would, <laughs> if that would work, I would yeah. uh, tell you your first word, Frankie, is dog. D-O-G. Good. All right. Slim, trigonometry. Uh, trig, T-R-I-G, uh, omni, uh, A-M-I-G-A-G. Wrong. Okay. Frankie, your word is cat? C-A-T. Good. Slim, your word is trigonosis. <laughs> T-R-I-Gnosis. Wrong. <laughs> Frankie, your word is wolf. What? <laughs> Mwah. Correct. Slim, your word is diarrhea. <laughs> that's not how you spell wolf. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. I don't even know if I know how to spell diarrhea. D uh D Di D I E R Y no. Frankie, your word is lynx like the cat. C A T. Yes. No. Slim, That's not what you asked. It is. No. Fra- Slim, your word is paleontology. Pale, P-A-L, tautology, T. It's not even a fucking word. Yes. A-L-N-D. Slim, sooner or later, you'll get Sarah Rusi on your show. Yeah, we will. We'll get her all over the We're in the middle of something, Frankie. Frankie, your word is shark. S-H-A-R-K. Yes. That's good. Slim, your word is prognosis. Prognosis, uh, P-R-O-G, uh, A-I-N-O-S-E. Wrong. I don't know. I can't Slim's losing hardcore here, Frankie. Frankie, your last I word. See the writing your last your word face. is tornado. T-O-R-N-A-D-O. Of course he Damn knows right. how to spell tornado. And Slim, your last word is psoriasis. I don't fucking know how to spell psoriasis. You just won, Frankie. You won. <laughs> he is the smartest man around. He totally spelled links wrong, though. And I'm not no, he did not. Yes, he did. He, he spelled is. it C-A-T. That's how you spell links. That's how you can find a way out. It's a cat. It's a goddamn cat. Frankie knows. Bullshit. Frankie knows. Frankie, is COVID going to calm down soon? Because I that feel... If, if COVID... If, 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 just imagine if COVID keeps mutating nonstop, that means COVID could be weakening. It's, oh, right. Yeah, it's getting more flippers and, and yeah. tentacles. And that means it's going to die soon. This is how it works. Once it gets too many tentacles, it I think uh, one of us should jump on a new franchise called COVID Bros. Yeah. It's like a burger joint. <laughs> what kind of burgers does COVID Bros make? Fat ass burgers. <laughs> With bats on the wrappers. Do they do? I always love that, like, Wendy's has, like, doubles, triples, mm. quadruples. Like, is COVID bros going to do that? Or is it it's going to have a quadruple? Yeah. Quadruple? A quadruple. Yeah. What, um, what, like, how much COVID do you put in each burger? Do you not? Do you just inject Wait, it with the vaccine? I don't even know. Have you been mm. vaccinated yet, Frankie? I got my first dose of COVID-19 vaccine on May 25th, 2021. Then I got my second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine on July 7th, 2021. What did you get? I got Moderna. That's what I got. We Moderna. Moderna Yeah, I got Moderna. We're Moderna bros. I'm Johnson Johnson. Yeah, he's going to die. I'm all about Johnson's in my... (laughs) 
Johnson. He's got Rob. You got Rob. You got Moderna and <laughs> no, he didn't. Slim, you got Johnson. Johnson. No, yeah, Slim's gonna die. I got Moderna and Rob got Rob Johnson. Rob got Johnson. Johnson. John Rob Ginger. got Johnson. Johnson. Got and Slim Johnson. got Moderna. I got Moderna. I got yep. big fat Johnson, bro. I got a big fat Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> Is Pfizer wiser? Because I have some concerns about Moderna. Base guy got Moderna as well. Okay. Yeah, see? So, yeah, he, see? this guy's Fuck risking you, it. He's risking <laughs> you the biscuit. You ain't part of the Moderna bros. Damn, no. <laughs> I got the JJ. JJ Cruz. JJ Crew. J Crew. Moderna buddies. Double J's up in this bitch. Robin two J's. That's gonna be the new show <laughs> next season. Two J birds. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It'll be Robin two birds. Robin two birds. <laughs> Frankie, do Frankie. you do you like Rick and Morty? They're they're a cartoon. They are. Yeah. I love them. You ever see it? Did you ever think of doing? Your... I remember the radio shows of the past before the Hot Water Podcast was. Maxwell Life, that's one of them. And another podcast was Drinks to Larry. That's cool. Drinks to Larry are great. Yeah, I love those guys. How about you, though, Frankie? Have you ever thought of doing your own podcast? Rob's looking for I, a new co I go on other podcasts. And you, you do. hear about that on, on the podcast. Uh, Maxwell used to do the podcast a long time ago. And that are Rob and, and two Frankies. Guys. That means that you'll be interviewing the Hot Water Show guys soon. Cool. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to those guys. They are on Compound Media. Yes. And I love Sam. Sam from Reckless Airwaves. He's always, always coming on here. And he's the best. And you know what I thought yesterday, today, earlier today? Just earlier today, I was like, Sam never listened when we used to have our old friend Sleepy Lucas on. Oh. And so I sent Sam some Sleepy Lucas clips. What do you think? He didn't get back to it. He kicked us off of his network. He's like, fuck you guys. (laughs) What are you going to be on next, Frankie? That means I'll be doing Gary Dino show after this. Cool. Where's they from? They're originally in Los Angeles. Now they're in Phoenix, Arizona now. Did they get kicked out of Los Angeles? They decided to move. For climate change? No. How do we stop climate change? How do we move? How do we get away? Where can we go that's safe from climate change? What did you mumble? Japan? They're burning a lot of fossil fuels on the other side of the world. Burn it up, baby! How How do we stop them from burning the fossil fuels? Can't because it's I a just dictatorship. Burn. Dictators. It's dictator tots. We need like a Captain Planet or We need or Planetina, Planetina up in this bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna burn some fossil fluids right now, my friends. <laughs> I thought these were orphan souls, but fossil fuels what makes the yeah. air so horny. That one, the blue one, is the uh, orphan souls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what an orphan soul sounds like. Definitely deflated orphan souls. <laughs> <and> <laughs> out of Frank, you uh, we were sorry we got you into this. this yeah, it's the never ending. Uh, never ending. What are you stuff. gonna do when we're gone? Yeah, are you just gonna be like fuck them? I'm doing Gino. That, and... that means uh, 
that means that Gary, the, the, the base guy show will still be on. He's base just replacing us. Always be on, like, yeah. Like, he's just like, it doesn't Sam. matter. Well, you guys are gone. Nothing's changed. Base guy's still I here. still have base guy. <laughs> yeah. What do you, you, you always say, Frankie, uh, you know, stock up on Chinese food. Do you ever add anything to that? Order your pizzas and order your Chinese food. Buy a case of Pepsi. Buy a case of Coke. Do your grocery shopping. Don't wait till last minute. Do it right now. Make sure every Samsung Galaxy charge. Samsung Galaxy smartphone charge. Samsung Galaxy tablet charge. Smartphone, cell phone, laptop, tablet charge. Are you so well. I have an iPhone, Frankie. <laughs> I do Samsung. He, another guy named Joey Only. He started his own show back in January of this it year. Is a, uh, a Samsung Galaxy I love tablet. Joey Only. How's he doing? He's doing great. Can I break Slim's Slim Slam Sung no. thingy? No. No, okay. Thanks. All right. I appreciate it. Love you, Samsung. Frankie, do you think Rob should tase me as our season finale? Then the season finale, that, that means that Rob and Slim would still be there, but he won't be doing the show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> still be there. Yep, and Slim will be so happy. So <laughs> should, happy. Should Rob tase me? No, tasers can hurt people. See? But try to that's tell not that. what Twitter said. Twitter said, <laughs> do it. Twitter told me to do it. So I got to go by Twitter. They, There's my bread and butter. He figures he doesn't like, need me after the Twitter season. Is, now, so. Twitter is my Samsung, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> we do in the Twitter biz. <laughs> What are you looking at, Frankie? Frankie, you all right? That's the wind. You're doing great. What's the matter? here, both that and base guys come back in October 6th. Yeah. What about Driz guy? I think he's going to have a new show. Yeah. He's going to have a new show soon. Yeah, I'm going to sing about it right now. I'm going to try to find a song. I'm just waiting for a beat. I can't do anything without a beat, you know? I'm trying yeah. to find a beat. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yo, how you been, Frankie? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Have they ever not been so great? Yo, this is the Driz, and I'm on a call with Frankie McDonald. It's September. That's right. It's September. It's only the beginning of September. It's not the end of September. It's not the middle. It's not the middle of September. It's not the 11th of September. Thank God I don't like terrorism. But let me tell you what I like more than September. I really like October. Frankie's gonna go into October with me. And in October, we're gonna have some pumpkins. We're gonna have some pumpkins together. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. Yeah. And we're not gonna do it in the beginning of October or the end of October. Frankie and I will be with some pumpkins in the middle of October. That's right. Me and Frankie, middle of October. Then we're gonna go to November. This is going to be a long song. Then we're going to go to November. Me and Frankie are going to go to November. All and inside of November, we going to have a turkey. We're going to split a turkey. I'm going to give Frankie the wishbone and he'll make a wish. It probably be something like I want to end global warming or something, but that shit will never Samsung. happen. Or a new Samsung. And we're gonna do that not in the beginning, not at the end of November, but probably somewhere in the middle of November. That's right, then Frankie and I are gonna take our world tour over to December. We're gonna go to Tokyo. There's gonna be a lot of snow. And he's gonna dress up like a snow samurai. That's a samurai. 
But we're gonna dress him like a snowman in samurai gear And we're not gonna do it in the beginning of December Nah, that's too early We're go not gonna do it at the end of December either Cause that's too late and there probably won't be any more snow we're gonna do it in the middle, somewhere in the middle, maybe not directly in the middle, but like in the middle. Yeah. Then we're gonna take it to 2022. Yo, I got nothing else. I can't keep doing it. It's gonna be too long. <laughs> can't do every month. Are you gonna bring him with you, Frankie? You gotta bring him with you out on the world tour. It's like your pizza and uh, I'm and going to so many countries around the world. Psychic pizza all over the world, bro. You gotta just split yeah. split the whole world in the middle. In the middle. It's always That's, it's best somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you gotta get that sweet nougaty middle. Uh, uh, I What's your favorite beer? candy bar, Frankie? I like Harold. Who? Hero? Harold? Harold Bar. Harold Bar? I've never is That's that Canadian? Harold. Harold? Uh, hero? Hero. Hero. Is that only in Canada? Yes. Where do you get it? Canada.com? At the convenience store. Is it made out of maple syrup? Chocolate. No, is, there, chocolate is there maple leaves no, infused in it? Dark chocolate. Oh. I like no, dark. What yeah, chocolate? Like things like that. You like the you like the dark chocolate, Frankie? That's the healthy I like chocolate. Dark chocolate. No, chocolate, yeah. chocolate. You like it bitter. Yeah. Dark and sweet. Dark and sweet. The darker, the, the better. How big is a hero bar? Some could be king size, and the other one could be Halloween size. The other one could be regular size. <laughs> What's Halloween Halloween's size? like a mini size, right? <laughs> like it's a bite size. Yes. Oh, about Halloween queen size. size. Yeah. Is there a different size for each holiday? Is there like an Easter size? Moi. They got... When you're buying a package, you got four hero bars coming in one package. One in one package? How what are you gonna be for Halloween, Frankie? I don't know yet. When do you, you gotta, decide? You do you decide like the night yeah. before? I could do the vampire video again. Yeah. yeah you should. I love the vampire video. I also love Buckethead. <laughs> you should do a mm. goblin video this Ooh. year. Ooh! Franklin, Frank Goblin, Frank, Frank Goblin, Frank Goblin, Frank Goblin, a green Franklin. You got Frankie beer, bear, beer. <laughs> you Here's should Frankie. have your own beer. Yes, beer. Oh, there he is. Oh yes. <laughs> Hi Frankie, how are you doing? I'm doing great so far. He just talks to you. How are you today? I'm having a great day. I'm doing really, really well so far. How are you doing, guys? We're hey, doing, doing uh, hi, hi, Frankie Bear. Frankie Bear, we missed you. I'm miss you. Great so far. Does it get hot? Came to an end. In the summer with the fur. The fall start officially starts on no September twenty second. Frankie, Frankie Bear, do you do you shave I'm yourself right during the summer to stay cool? Do you shed in the summer, Frankie Bear? Moi. <laughs> Moi. That's Frankie Bear saying that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Dead orphan souls once again. <laughs> What deodorant do you use, Frankie? Because I think Slim Gillette. uses Gillette. I use Gillette. I use what's wrong with Old Spice? Swagger. I use Gillette Cool Wave. Yeah. Slim uses Old Spice Swagger because he's an old bag of spice. And I want to have some swagger. 
Swag. What about... What about swag? Is that a thing? Frankie's got swag. Yeah, He's got mad swag. The old rain. Show me your swag. Frankie, is the Mayflower Mall open again? That's a good question. That means Nova Scotia's going to lift all measures on wow. September 15th. I don't measure anything except my... Like know, COVID uh, measures. Do you, think, oh. measures. do you think they're going to make vaccinations mandatory? Or like no, no, yes. seven inches plus? They're making a vaccine passport or vaccinate, proof of vaccination starting... October 14th, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Do I get a picture on my passport? Be like. Vaccinated. Oh, so you can't go like to. Vaccine passport. You can't go to Canada unless you're vaccinated. So. I am. So, joke's on you. I'm going to Canada. Me too. Slim. So, fuck uh, that. Whoever gets to Canada first. Tennessee. <laughs> gets a new fucking podcast with Frank. Does Canada have better vaccines? Podcast? They got Moderna and Pfizer. Visor? Visor. That is that's the next level. What about Transylvania? Do they have like Transylvania stuff? They get Pfizer vaccine, Brazil, Chile, Argentina. I feel like they're just stealing our vaccines though. Yeah, they should have their own. There should be a Canadian vaccine. That's so depressing. <laughs> What about China's vaccines? Sinovac. Sinovac. And they have the Sputnik V vaccine too. In Russia. They got what? Sputnik 2? Sputnik V. What? Sputnik v? v? Sputnik V? Like you have to it's pay for... It's number five. Oh. <laughs> it's just... Getting I just gave you some Sputnik. <laughs> At some point, you'll be getting the Chris Chittick El Nino Storm Hunters guy on your show. Who? Where does he come from? <laughs> he, he's from Central Canada. He's a Storm Hunter guy. Yeah, that's why I like it in the center. Yeah. Center of the storm. <laughs> what about the Eye of the Storm? I feel like that's a new Slim Jizz song. Yo, let me tell you something about storms. There's a lot of storms out there, and some have a lot of rain some just come a little what a lot of wind some are rainy and windy and there's even some that have a little bit of ice we call that hell they're scary because they hurt when they hit me but let me tell you something about all storms all storms have one thing in common one thing in the middle Call that the eye of the storm. That's right, that's where it sees. That's how the storm gets from one place to another. It uses its eye. If it didn't have its eye, it would just probably end up in an ocean. Then it won't do any damage and it fails its purpose. That's why the storm has its eye. <coughs> so it can mess with all the people. It's not a storm if it can't mess with people. But every now and then you get a storm even though it has an eye. It doesn't have a good IQ. Its IQ is so low that it goes to the water. Cause it's like, ah, oh, like the fishes. Then it fades away, cause it's not really doing anything. 
that storm retarded storm. That wasn't politically correct. We gotta go. Why'd you do oh, that? Shit. I don't you know. did that to us or you did that? I did that. I don't know. Come back and say All right. moi. Alright, I'll come back. I'll that come was back. fucking mean. Frankie, Sim's a dick. We gotta say goodbye. Best of luck. I'm Frankie McDonald. You're listening to Robin Slim Show. Forever. Where can everyone find you? I will return. Okay. Cannot wait. <laughs> Mwah. Then, then, and then it will be in the at the local for at the focusing new schedule schedule for next one. That was a good song. I will definitely schedule for November. Because right now it's going to be a little bit in the center of November. Yes. Yeah. See, you, see you a week after Veterans Day. Yes. That's the best week ever. That's our week. I will see you then. See you then, my friend. You'll be getting Hot Water Show guys, Sarah Rusi, yeah. Kendra Lust, and all these people on. Oh, yeah. Kendra Lust? What? She got big boobies. You'll be getting Chris Chittick, the Storm Hunters guy. Mm-hmm. All right, Frankie. Chris Chittick. Best of luck, y'all. I'm Frankie Doe. Yours is Robin Slim Show. I will return. All right. We, we will look for it. We will look, look for it. everywhere. And that's the best. We'll be back in a few fucking weeks. Oh, my God. I... I wish we could suck on each other. I want to suck on you too. I'm gonna suck you so hard. Suck me. C can we do this? Are, are, are we allowed to do this? I don't care. I just want you. Fuck all of this. Let's just get the hell out of here and be whatever the fuck we want. That's evolution. That's progress. I want a family. Can we have a family? Yeah. I'm more alive than I've ever been. Oh. <laughs>